Welcome to the Enjoy Your Marriage podcast, where relationship expert and master coach Candace Toon helps you stop wondering if you married the wrong guy and start putting all of your energy toward having the marriage you imagined when you said, I do. Sup, bees? Remember how last episode was all about me hating surprises? I'm working on it, but it's still true. Like I said last time, I don't even like what most people would consider good surprises, like drop-in visits from friendly neighbors bearing cookies. I know they mean well, and I know I'm supposed to welcome visits, but visits are actually pretty hard for me to handle. So if you stop by my house unannounced, don't be surprised if I don't answer the door. My kids will probably try to answer the door, but I'm doing my best to train them to hide around the corner with me until the doorbell ringer gives up and leaves. It's not that I don't like people or new friends. I actually love entertaining and hosting parties, but only when they are planned and I know exactly what to expect. You might think that's weird and maybe even a little extreme, but here's what I know. You probably feel that exact same way about something. Most people do. Most people view emotions the same way that I view unannounced visitors. This is especially true for emotions that are typically considered unpleasant, like anger. Which brings us to today's topic, what anger is and isn't. From a very young age, we learn that anger is kind of scary. Kindergartners color it in bold reds. Cartoons present anger as steam shooting from the character's ears or as an intense energy that causes a character's body to tremble or rise up several inches off the ground. I'm here to tell you that all of that is not actually anger. All of that is a reaction to anger, and the two things are 100% not the same. It's important to make the distinction because when you equate anger with the stereotypical reactions to anger, it makes sense that you'd want to avoid anger at all costs, which is actually pretty unhealthy and not at all what I suggest you do. Anger itself is an emotion of advocacy. It shows up because it senses that your needs aren't being met or that your boundaries have been crossed. We want our brains and bodies to alert us to when either of those things might be the case because if our brains and bodies didn't let us know that our needs might not be met or that our boundaries are possibly being crossed, we might die. Like literally die, really. And if we didn't actually die, we'd certainly be very uncomfortable if we didn't have met needs or respected boundaries. So of course, we want our brains and bodies to stay alert and keep us informed. Anger is like a bat signal for you to purposefully respond to. It's not a virus that you're at the mercy of. Do you see the difference? When Batman sees the giant bat signal splayed across the sky, he doesn't lose his agency suddenly or become a mindless drone of emotion. He simply gets the message about a potential problem and then purposefully collects all his skills, tools, and faculties to consciously set things in Gotham City right again. So consider the option to think of your anger as something you can trust, something that can help you identify and honor your needs in an aligned and effortless way. Sometimes you do this pretty easily already. For example, if someone you didn't know tried to enter your home without invitation, you probably wouldn't think twice about yelling out a warning or demanding that they leave. Why is that one easy? Probably because you already believe in your right to defend the sanctuary of your home. It makes sense to you that you'd be angry if someone tried to violate your need for protected space. Other times, honoring your needs can seem a little trickier. Like if your neighbor asks for a favor you don't really have time for, or if your husband spends money that you'd planned for something else. 
why do those kinds of things seem harder? Probably it's because you might not totally be sure if it's allowed for you to spend your time and your money in the way that you want to, especially if your desires conflict with someone else's and that someone else is someone you care about. Plus, you've probably been told lots of times and from lots of sources that it's best to be agreeable and understanding and giving. And since you've been told all of that, it's likely that being all of that seems important to you for social acceptance. And notice that angry is not on the list of things that you're supposed to be. So if you feel angry, I'd guess that you tend to scold yourself or dismiss the feeling instead of leaning into it to see why it's there, which ultimately makes you miss out on getting to know yourself a little bit better. Just like me hiding from the unannounced visitors makes me miss out on making a new friend. So the next time you notice yourself feeling sort of angry, instead of scolding yourself back into faking love or forcing understanding before you're really there, consider how acknowledging your anger might actually be the key to your personal empowerment and your overall marital satisfaction. Ask yourself the following questions and really, I mean really give yourself time to answer. Do I know that I'm allowed to think that things are not okay. Do I know that I'm allowed to think that things are not okay even if other people think that they are okay? Do I know that I'm allowed to think things are not okay even if other people really, like really want me to think that they are okay? Do I know that I deserve to be listened to? Do I know that I'm allowed to set and enforce expectations? Your answers to those questions determine the number of choices you are currently letting yourself see in your own life and in your marriage. You're always going to have more choices when you trust that your anger is bringing you useful information about how you deserve to be cared for. When you are aware that you don't have to go along to get along, your yes and your no answers will be more real because they'll be more freely given from an aligned place in your heart. Anger shows you the places where you're out of alignment and the places where you're believing you have to take what you get and just make the best of it. Anger shows you where you can advocate for yourself and the life you want even more than you already are. Anger doesn't have to mean that you yell at people or say things you later regret. It doesn't mean that you have to throw things or slam doors. Anger doesn't have to mean that you spew hate or dig yourself into deep feuds with those you love. Again, anger is an emotion of advocacy. If you let it be there, it'll show you where there's opportunities for you to be treated better and for you to treat yourself better. Anger is kind of like the big brother on the playground who shows up to protect you against a bully. Anger says, don't mess with my little sister. I don't want to have to pop you one. It's not that anger actually wants to pop anyone one. It's only there to strengthen boundaries and make sure needs are known. Thanks, anger. And all of that can be done quietly. Anger can roar if it needs to, but it doesn't have to, and it never has to roar in an out-of-control way. Like the bat signal, it lights up really bright and really big, but only to claim your attention. It's also kind of like a gun that's fired into the sky. It's loud and jarring, but only to settle a chaotic scene, not to actually hurt anyone. Anger shows up to call attention to things getting out of hand. It isn't meant to bring more hurt at all. It's actually meant to ex acknowledge the existing pain so the hurt won't get any worse. The additional hurt only comes when we try to silence anger or push it away. 
Like I said before, it's the reaction to stuffing anger down or trying to ignore it. That's what causes more pain, not the presence of anger itself. Anger itself is simply the way that warning energy vibrates through your body. Maybe you feel some heat rising in your cheeks, or maybe there's a deep burning in your chest, or maybe there's a rolling sensation behind your sternum that builds up speed as it goes. Anger shows up in lots of different ways and might show up differently for everyone, but that's all it does. It just shows up to get your attention, like the bat signal or a shot fired into the air. It's totally harmless. It's just a notification, really, like all of those red dots decorating the apps on your phone. You get to decide what to do with the notification. You could use it to advocate for yourself by requesting a change or by making a change on your own. You could also decide to pretend you don't see the signs and let them sit there festering. A lot of us tend to think that the second option is the safer one, but it isn't. Ignoring anger may in fact delay the explosion. You could be right about that, but the eventual fallout will probably be more devastating the longer the explosion is delayed. And if we start early, the explosion doesn't even have to be an explosion. It could just be a little bit of discomfort in the moment to set things right again. So here's my challenge to you for all of 2023 B's. If you're telling yourself you have to like or make the best of something you don't actually like, knock it off. You never have to do that. It's still true that you can tell the story however you want to. Your brain really is powerful that way. But please don't use that power against yourself to make yourself tolerate something that you'd really rather not have as part of your life or part of your marriage. That would be a terrible misuse of the tools that I teach here. And you deserve better than that. You deserve your thought work adventures to be as easy as possible because you've committed to being your own advocate all along the way, which means acknowledging your anger when it arises. It means noticing your personal bat signal and deciding on purpose how to respond to your known warning signs. Let yourself tell the truth about the heart parts of your marriage without making it mean that you aren't doing enough thought work if the parts of your marriage still hurt sometimes. That's simply not the case. Sometimes marriage really sucks. And please don't make it suck more by abandoning yourself. Instead, be honest with yourself about what rubs you the wrong way and what makes you flip your lid. Get curious about why. Find the unmet need. Redraw the boundary line. Trust your anger to tell you when your safety and peace are about to be compromised or have been compromised already. Of course those would be reasons for anger to show up. So please question outdated ideas that anger represents a lack or a sin in you. The opposite is actually true. Anger is your bodyguard because you are special enough to deserve one. Listen to anger signals and adjust accordingly because when you do, you'll take care of business in an explosion-free way, like the boss and the bee that you actually are. Choose courage, bee, and keep on flying. Sup, bees? Want even more ways to stop wondering if you married the wrong guy? Head on over to CandiceTune.com, Candice with an I, Tune with an E, and click the gold button inviting you to get the free course. You'll get four short lessons delivered straight to your inbox that'll help you create a more connected marriage before the next podcast episode drops a week from today. Happy studying!